very privileged also. So if we find ourselves in circumstances like this, sometimes when I look at things like that, I wonder, hey, so let's say, let's just say, I mean, let's just say that the judgment day that we hear is just like we've been told that it is. Let's just say, I mean, I don't know how it will be. I mean, I don't know that whether it's going to be revelational or it's going to be just like it is, right? But let's just say that it's just like it is and we have to give account. Obviously, the Bible says, every man shall give account. I mean, just imagine what excuse you will give to God. Hey, you, pa, you, you, you have... <laughs> I mean, you have all that you have here, right? You have all that you have here. There are people... One time, I visited a man of God and he was watching a documentary on the church in China. I mean, you can watch, you can watch that documentary. I mean, look for the seed, the seed, seed of blood, seeds of blood, right? So the church, the China church documentary, into bracket, the seeds of blood. And I was talking about how the church has grown in China. And he, and and at one point there were only three people. I mean, there are three people who are known as the fathers of the church revolution in China. All right. One of them, I've forgotten the other's name, but one of them is Watchman Nee, right? which whom, we, with whom many of us know. And these people were persecuted, imprisoned, <laughs> highly persecuted, but never gave up. I mean, in the course of the documentary, one man said that they persecuted him and persecuted him till, I mean, they told him that he should just say that he is no longer a Christian. They persecuted him till finally he gave up and said that he is no longer a Christian. So he said he just said it with a smile because in his mind he knew that, but he wanted them. And then they let go of him. And they discharged him, right? He came home and sitting home and because of what he said, he was troubled in his mind. He felt like he had disappointed God. I mean, he felt that I have disappointed God highly. He couldn't take it any longer, so he went back and gave it himself to them. Please, I've come. I, I, don't, I don't renounce Jesus again. Amen. So you can see that the amount of persecution that all these people have gone through. Yet the church grows in China. I mean, China has one of the fastest growing churches. I mean, in countries like Iran, China, I mean, has said recently, said that they have one of the fastest growing churches. I'm sure it will be by percentage-wise. All right. Not, not only numbers, but by percentage. They have some of the fastest growing churches. And these people are people who didn't have Bibles. Some people were in prison, and the whole prison, they had only small portions of the Bible. Maybe Matthew, Matthew to Luke. And you have to go and beg someone to lend you the Bible to carry in. And they said they go to someone's house who has a Bible. And once they are seated talking to the person, they are writing, <laughs> they are writing what Matthew, the, book, the gospel according to Matthew, they are writing it in, 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 on clothes, on, on napkins. They are writing it because it is so precious to them. Because the person who has it does not want to even lend it to you. What if you don't bring it back? And you see how, what, what these kind of people cherish. I mean, what, what these people cherish, you see the things that they cherish. We, we cherish our Lamborghinis and we, we don't have, we don't even have them. We don't even have Coral Lambo. <laughs> but we cherish our, our, our tasks, we cherish our, the, the iPhones. Also, thank you, we cherish the iPhones. Amen. We cherish the iPhones. I saw someone's status about five ladies holding iPhones and 
iPhone girls, iPhone mates. When I checked the iPhones, there were iPhone 6 and iPhone 7. I said, ah. Amen. We cherish the iPhones. We cherish. I mean, there are so many things. I'm just. This is not the message I want to preach, actually. But I just want us to. I just want to bring our mind to. To how. Sometimes it looks like. I mean, we are enjoying grace. There's grace for us, but sometimes it looks like we've become too comfortable. Too, too comfortable. Even doing good is is hard for us. I mean, we we feel someone needs to deserve it before we do something for them even coming to church we feel like me i'm not part of the setup team so why should i even come to you understand even we feel too comfortable me i stay too far from church and maybe if i was staying very far from church i would have said the same thing i'm not i'm not accusing anyone but i'm saying for all of us we feel too too comfortable too comfortable i mean to when was the last time, let me ask you, you when was the last time you went for evangelism? You just, just or you not not decide to pick a Bible or decide to get up and start going for it. When was the last time you, you shared the, God, the word of God with someone? When was the last time? Amen. When was the last time? All of us, so as I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm asking myself the same question in mind. When was the last time? I mean, people have toiled and sacrificed to bring us where we are now. People have toiled, people have sacrificed. The Benson, Archbishop Benson Hidahod says there, Reinhard Bonkis. I mean, people have toiled to get us where we are now. What are we doing for the, for the next generation? Amen. Let's not be too comfortable in our, in our sphere, so let's not be too comfortable where we find ourselves. God is merciful, God is gracious. He didn't bring us here to come and wear the nicest wig. So I said this because I saw Ernest here. <laughs> he didn't bring us here to come and wear the nicest wig. So I mean, it's not. I mean, fine. God is merciful. That's why. That's why He allows it. But He didn't bring us here to have the nicest haircuts. He didn't bring us here to be the the richest people in the society or in the world. No, He didn't bring us here because they are, they are all added benefits. Fine, they come along with it. But God didn't bring you here because He wants you to have a Range Rover. So all that you are pursuing is that, God, where will I get the money to buy the Range Rover? God, where will I build my house? God, where will I buy the land? Amen. My wife, permit me. Let me use this as an example. One day my wife told me something. She said that she was in town and she saw someone driving her car, Honda Civic, a nice Honda Civic. When she said, I thought in my mind, ah, you didn't even see Range Rover or what? <laughs> So someone driving a nice one and she stood and said, Ah, God, D for the bank. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you see the kind of, I mean, it's normal. It's normal. We all think about that. I'm, I'm just saying, we all think about that. But you see what, what sometimes floods, floods our minds the most. The kind of things that flood our minds the most. People have lived lives where they, they dedicated all their lives to the gospel. Let's start from, from Jesus Christ and come to the apostles, Peter, Paul, John, James, and let's come to the early church, the persecution, Stephen, the persecution that these people went through. People have given their entire life. I'm not even I started from Jesus Christ. Let's go to Abraham. Man of God said, keeps telling us this thing, that he was the man with a promise. Yet he was looking out for 
a higher promise, not of this earth. Amen. Amen. I just want to challenge someone. I just want to challenge us. I just want to challenge. Sometimes I know we have the desire, we have the will, the will. We have, we have the desire. It's always there. It's always boiling in there somewhere. I mean, God is, God is gracious and merciful. Jesus Christ knows it. That's why He said that the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. But that is not an excuse. I mean, He didn't say that statement. I mean, some people read that statement or hear that statement, and to them it's as if God has handed over an excuse to them. This is your excuse. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. That was not an excuse. Amen. That was not an excuse. Father, we pray for grace. We pray for grace. And we can we can we could we can say all these things and go back and go and relax. I mean I can say all these things and go back and go and turn on my Netflix and start watching Netflix as if I didn't say all these things. And that is why we need grace. That's why we pray for grace. That the Holy Spirit fill us with grace. Even Paul knew that he needed grace. So he said that he picks himself. I mean, he brings himself to subjection that, that after he has preached the, the word of God, he himself will not be disqualified. Amen. Because it's grace. It takes grace. It takes grace. Amen. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. Speak to us. Can someone open to the book of Luke, chapter 5? I want four readers, four Bible readers. So someone should open to the book of Luke, chapter 5. Hey, make a say, make a tree. But you'll be near Luke. Luke, Humano. It's a Nom Chichemu Bapo Copin Song Bajo Makanye. Luke 5 1 to 7. Alright, good. So someone can read that for us, and then whilst the person is reading, another person can open John chapter 20, verse 19 to 26. So John chapter 20, verse 19 to 26. And the last person, so I need three readers actually, the last person can open to John chapter 21. We'll read a lot, okay? We'll read a lot. I want us to pay attention. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Okay, I'll read. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, stood by the lake of Genesaret. Can you mention this right? Or Genesaret. Verse 2. So this is talking about Jesus Christ. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's or Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Verse 4. Now when he had left, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Verse 6. 
And when they had and when they had this done, or when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Verse 8. And when Peter, and when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Wow. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. Verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Other versions say that from henceforth I'll make you fishers of men, or I'll make you a fisher of men. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. Let's take John chapter 20, verses 19 to 26. If I'm right, I think so. Verse 19 to 26. John chapter 20, verse 19 to 26. Yes, please, you shall. Please, someone can give him that. And it says that, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see his hands and the print of the nails, and put my finger in the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were with them, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said unto Amen. him, Thank you so much. Okay, finish, finish verse 29, sorry. Finish verse 29. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen. I'll take John chapter 21. I'll read that one. Amen. 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 Before I continue, I want to thank the opportunity given me from the man of God, Pastor Simon. 
and Pastor Kwame and Pastor Israel. Amen. And I also want to acknowledge the presence of Osofu Obed, Osofu Moses, Osofu Ken, Osofu Kobi, all of you. Amen. And all the Osofu Mohammed in the house. Hey, sorry. And Osofu Mohammed Rosemary. Amen. It's not easy when. Eh, <laughs> It's not easy <laughs> when you go and <laughs> when they take you from class two to class five and say teach the class five students <laughs> arithmetic. It's not easy, yo. So I need to salute all the <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you if you know the pressure that I feel looking at looking at some of them, I won't watch their faces. I won't watch your face. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so John chapter twenty one. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you. John chapter 21, verses. At, at, I mean, some point in my life, not too long ago, I used to live with Pastor Moses. And every, not every morning, but most of the mornings, he's the one teaching me. So now that I'm standing here, I feel like, <laughs> so also forgive me. Amen. <laughs> John chapter 21, verse 1, and I read. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself, verse 2, there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Verse 3, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. <laughs> they say unto him, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing or a fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that, therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he get his fishers coat unto him. Unto him. For he was naked. <laughs> How could you be fishing naked? What if a fish jumps out of his ear and then catches something in front of you? <laughs> For he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. Verse 8. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits, dragging the nets with fishes. As soon as soon then as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have, which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes, 153. And for all there was so many, yet was not the net broken. I hope you can all see that. Verse 12, Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? 
knowing it was the Lord. Verse 13. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them, and fish likewise. Verse 14, which is the last verse that we'll read. Verse 14. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. Amen. Thanks be to God. Oh, this is the word of God. Amen. That's what we used to say in our Methodist school. Also for Obed, another boy. The word of the Lord. <laughs> All right, amen. So we've listened to or we've, we've read the word of God from three portions of scripture. We read from Luke chapter 5. We read from Luke chapter 20 and Luke chapter 21. I actually want to dwell more on Luke chapter 21. All right. The title of the sermon today, let me give you the title before they say that he didn't give a sermon a title. It's the acceptable motive in service. The acceptable motive in service. Amen. And if I say service, I mean service to God. Also for Amen. I like I really love this gentleman. Amen. Acceptable motive in service. So this was a this was a time in the lives of the disciples after Jesus Christ had died and had resurrected. Alright, this is the last chapter in the book of in the gospel according to John. John John was also the writer who said that many things, many were the things that Jesus Christ did that were not written. Alright? Because if, if they had been written, no books, no book could have contained them. Alright. So these were this were just this were this was just if no book could contain what Jesus Christ did, then you can tell what how how what fraction what was written was. I mean it was just I can't even say one percent. maybe less than one percent. I don't know, but according to what he said, this could have been less than one percent. Alright. So this was a time the Bible says that when Jesus Christ died the disciples were in fear of the Jews, of what the Jews would do to them. So they went into hiding. Amen. Ukraine president. So they were in hiding. I'm sure by that time they had even forgotten what Jesus Christ had said that he was going to rise up in, on the third day. Amen. So they were in hiding. They were in hiding. Then when Jesus Christ resurrected, Bible said he showed himself to them. The first occasion was in the same room where they were hiding. Bible says the doors were shut for fear of the of what Jesus would do to them. So they shut the door, but Jesus Christ appeared in their midst and showed himself to them. And then he showed the signs of his wounds to them. And they testified that that was Jesus. But there was a man called Thomas. Bible says his other name is what Didymus. Maybe maybe he was Didymus because of because he doubted because he's Didi. Maybe he's. so he was not around when Jesus Christ showed himself, and he came later. And Bible says that the disciples told him that the Master was here. The Master is awake. The Master has arisen. He was here. I mean, Thomas. Thomas was not. Thomas was not less spiritual. 
if it was you, if, if it was you, 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 <laughs> if it was you, what you would do will be even more than what Thomas did. Amen. If you if it was you, you, you separate yourself from your disciples because you say this before, they have a bad mind for me. Look at what they are telling me. Amen. But the Bible says that Thomas was in doubt. He was in doubt because it was, on, it was unheard of that someone should die and come back to life in those in their days. It was unheard of that someone should be crucified. We saw him being crucified. We saw him being buried. He was dead. And then you tell me that he's awake. I mean, he's, he's, he's has resurrected. He was unheard of. So Thomas doubted. But yet, Thomas was with them. Amen. Bible says that Jesus Christ didn't show himself to Thomas immediately. Bible says after eight days, Jesus Christ reappeared, or Jesus Christ appeared unto them again. That was the second time Jesus Christ was showing himself to the, to the disciples. Amen. After he resurrected. Amen. But it was this. It was, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was the sixth time he was showing himself to someone or to people. Okay? So to the disciples, he had showed himself. This was the second time. But he had showed, don't forget, he showed himself to, to the woman who went to seek him at the tomb. At the tomb. You remember? He showed himself to others. So this was the second time. And lo, Thomas was, was there with him. And when Jesus Christ appeared, he called out to Thomas. He said first unto them, peace be unto you. Then he called out to Thomas. I'm sure this second, this second appearance was for Thomas's sake. Amen. He needed to benefit. He needed to enjoy the the sight of the resurrection. Amen. So that when he goes out to preach the gospel, he too can say that what I have handled, even even him, Jesus Christ made him touch touch his body, so he can boldly say that what I have handled. No, he will start from what what I have heard, what I have seen, and that which I have handled. Amen. Amen. Peter said that, right? Or who said that? Was it Peter or James? John. John said that. But Thomas can boldly go and, and say the same thing. That what I have heard, what I have seen, and that which I have handled. Amen. So Jesus Christ showed himself the second time. It's not stories that I'm telling you. Please don't sleep. <laughs> Amen. Then fast forward to John chapter 21. The Bible says that these disciples were together. So Jesus showed himself. He didn't stay with them. He the second time he showed himself, he didn't stay with them, he left. Alright? So these disciples were still gathered. I mean, knowing that Jesus Christ was resurrected. At least, we are thinking that uh, if we know that Jesus Christ is resurrected, then why don't we wait for the master? Because he, this one here, he's a he will surely come. Amen. He will surely come. Why don't we wait for the master? Why don't we wait for the master? Uh, the Jews are pursuing us. We are here. Our master is, 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 has risen from the dead. And he has shown himself to us twice. Why don't we wait for him? Or, or you, you do something else. We'll wait for him to come, right? But Bible says that in John chapter 21, it says that Peter said unto the other disciples that I go out fishing. That was his occupation. Don't, don't forget, we read from Luke chapter 5. That was Peter's occupation before Jesus called him. That was John's occupation before Jesus called him. That was James' occupation. John and James, the sons of Zebedee. That was their occupation. Then they were partners with Peter before Jesus called them. Now they waited and waited and waited. Jesus Christ has appeared twice. He's not appearing again. He's not appearing again. 
So uh, why do we still sit here? I mean, and, and not let's go and let's go and find make ourselves busy. Let's go and find something to do. Amen. So Peter said that. As for me, he, he just got up and said, uh, "Gentlemen, please, I go out fishing." I'm not, the Bible didn't say that. He said, who will follow me? He just said that, I'll go and fishing. Then his partners, John and James, said, oh, master, we will follow you. And then they went with him. Then the doubter, in quotes, Thomas, also named Didymus, said, ah, my wife should I still sit here and, and not do anything? Jesus Christ, he just showed himself twice. We don't know whether he has gone to his father or we don't know whether... <laughs> They've killed him again. We don't know whether it was it was a it, it, it was a scam. We don't know whether it's some spirit that showed himself. So they believed. Actually, they believed it was Jesus. But we can't tell what was going through their minds. So Thomas also said that, "Oh, I'll go with you." Bible says Nathaniel also got up and said that, "I'm following you, Nathaniel, my brother's name." Then two other other disciples who were not aimed also decided to follow him. These were seven people. Actually, Peter had taken the majority of the disciples and left five for Jesus. Amen. Amen. So seven disciples got up, decided to go out fishing. All right. This was in the absence of Jesus Christ. When you look at, when you listen to, when you read this, it tells you who these disciples were following. They were not following the instructions of Jesus Christ. They were following Peter. They were after Peter. Amen. That is what many of us do or have been doing. This is just for example's sake. Because Pastor Israel is a chief pastor. You know, you know, you know that God says that, please, I want you to win souls for me at Kolegono. You know that this is what God said. Maybe God said it five years ago. Because he buys something for him. Like when he comes, he'll get food. That's why he keeps coming. Five years. Now, Osofu Israel has started ministry at Legon. Let me use Legon because that's where he is. And you've seen that Osofu Israel is bringing 10 members every week. Ten new members, every ten new members. Now you are beginning to think. Now five years old. Five years enough for more. Five years between the both degree. So you are beginning to think through your mind. Is it that Kolekono is not my calling? Or is it that Legon, that is where the souls are? That is where the souls are. That's where so so you are beginning to think and beginning to restructure things in your mind. And you are also beginning to think that. Well, maybe if I follow the chief pastor, I will win more souls because I have the anointing of the chief pastor upon me. Abeku, uh, uh, say senior. <laughs> All right. So that's what that's what many of us many of us do, and that was what the disciples, the other six disciples, decided to do. Jesus Christ had not told them to go fishing. Jesus Christ said that I will make you fishers of men. That is what he told them. Now, who is the second in command in the absence of Jesus Christ says that I'm going and fishing. And they thought that, oh, I mean, Peter, at the moment, Peter is our boss. 
So that sounds like a good, good, good thing to do. I mean, actually, it sounded like a good thing to do. Why don't we keep ourselves occupied? Why don't we? I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not chastising them because we could have done worse if we were there, if we were in their time. We would have even sneaked. We would even ask permission. We would sneak and go outside and go and find something to do. Amen. Or you sneak and go outside and go and, go and call that girl in the house. <laughs> you sneak and go outside. I'm talking to the Temanu town boys. <laughs> Amen. Holawa is smiling. <laughs> Amen. But but they followed they followed Peter. It tells you that these people were working under human will. They were working under their own self will. This was nothing that Jesus Christ had had told them to do. They didn't receive any instruction for Jesus. The Bible says that wait upon the Lord in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 31. You remember that, right? They didn't wait upon the Lord. Amen. Now we see from verse 4 of the same from verse 4 to verse 5. You can you can put it you can put it there from verse 4 to verse 5. We see what happened to these disciples. The Bible says that they went fishing all night. They went fishing all night and yet they caught nothing. And these are master, master fishermen. They went fishing all night and they caught nothing. At this time, they even had four extra hands. In Luke chapter 5, it was just Peter, James, and John that we could read from there. Well, they beckoned on, they beckoned on another people in another ship to come and join them. That was after they had the catch. But there were just three that was named. Um, that were named. Now, they caught nothing. Bible says they caught nothing. I'm just trying to, you are just going to follow the scripture verse by verse. Alright? And draw something, draw something from it. Bible says they caught nothing. Verse 4. Okay, so, but, but when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. After they had followed their own self, they had, they had lost sight of the master. They had lost sight of the master. It's just like following us of Israel to, to Lego, and they're bringing, they're following week, you brought 12 people. And you go and then, even this one, you didn't catch anything. But let's say you went and you bring 15 people. And now the Spirit of the Lord speaks to your mind. Have you forgotten what I told you five years ago about Kaligoro? Because you, you are so into what you are doing at this time, even when the Spirit of God is, is talking to you, sometimes you don't even, you don't even hear. You don't, even if you hear, you think it's your own mind that is playing games with you. You understand? Good. So that was what was happening today. So I, the, the, Jesus showed up, but they knew not that it was Jesus. Verse 5. Verse 5. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, it's amazing how we call them children. Have ye any meat? They answered him, No. So this is the result of, of the work that they did under their own self. The work that they did under human will. Amen. This is the result. The result was what? Nothing. If Jesus Christ should test most of the works that we do, I mean, we are busily working and doing things. We are busily, I mean, it will amaze you. We are busily coming to church to even pack the things and remove the things. We are busily, all of us, I mean, all of us, including myself, we are busily doing all these things. But sometimes, the things that you are even busy doing are not what Jesus Christ or what the Lord has asked you to do. If God should test your works, this may be your result. If God should test your works, this may be your result. Sometimes we are busy, we are moved by our own sight, we are moved by the things that we see, and our own feelings. Charlie, I feel like, I feel like I should join this department. I feel like I should join 
Bible study department, whereas God wants you to join the prayer ministry. I feel like I should join the evangelism department, whereas God wants you to play the guitar. I feel like I should play the drums, whereas God is saying that, mm, let Lady Woman of God Naira play the drums. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I feel like, I feel like, or maybe you read that, oh, this is what this man of God did, and it worked for him. I mean, it is, there's nothing wrong in copying, spiritual copying, there's nothing wrong in copying. But when you've decided to copy, it is good to seek the will of God concerning the matter. Amen. These people were very busy. They were very busy. They were working hard. There's, there's nothing wrong with hard work. They were working hard. They, they were very busy working. But this was the result of their work when it was tested. Jesus Christ tested their work with a question. With just one question. Children, have ye any meat? That was the question. Sometimes Jesus Christ will ask you a simple question. Yes, to Christo, baby, so as in what question, which may seem unrelated, then you begin to come back to your senses. Amen. 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 Verse 6. Verse 6. I'm seeing so many eyes blinking. They are not closed, they are blinking. Amen. God, give me grace not to. Please tell one of God that I said you should forgive us. <laughs> Stop being Let's go and ask for forgiveness of sins. <laughs> Amen. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now Jesus Christ had come into the picture. He had shown himself in the picture. I'm trying to preach as simple as I can do. Okay, I'm trying to say these things as basic as I can. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving any Jewish and Hebrew. I'm trying to preach as simple as I can so that you can understand. Yes. I know some of you are saying that eh, when the man of God is preaching, you say when the man of God came, he came to say um, theory of circles. So, so <laughs> if this one too, you don't understand, <laughs> I will thank you. How do you understand theory of circles? Amen. But there was power in that theory of circles. But some people will still give excuse. So this one is as basic as you, you can take it. Alright. And I'm a boy. And I should break it further. Amen. I mean this is this is just like reading reading the Bible and getting the understanding that plainly that you you understand. And there's there's rhema that comes in that fourth, and there's rhema that comes on a, I mean on a revelational level. I mean a different view, alright? And I'm trying to make it simple because we have some young men amongst us. I hope I'm pardoned. Yes, please. Good. So they cast their nets to the right. He uh, said, cast your net to the right side of. And now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. When Jesus Christ stepped in the picture and said that, do this. Immediately they responded. Immediately they did it. And see the result of their work. Bible says that they drew out a multitude of fishes. What has God asked you to do? Is the service that you are rendering, is, is it a service that is instructed by God? Are you doing something because a friend, because a brother did it and had results, so I also have to do it? Or you are doing this because God has instructed you to do? Amen. I mean, as plain as it sounds, it actually carries a lot of weight. Just think about it. 
I'm leading prayer meetings. Hey, you know, let me just let me just use Kobe for example. Osopukobi has been leading prayer meetings or has has championed uh, together with the prayer ministry. I've championed online prayers for almost like two years since COVID started, right? And let's say Osopukobi has led prayer meetings, uh, and then <laughs> when people are sleeping, <laughs> when people are sleeping, he's awake. When people are sleeping, he's awake. Thank God, thank God, it is the right thing for us. But how do we? How does he even know that that is what God wants him to do? Amen. There's a simple way to know what God wants you to do. Actually, I mean, the most basic way to know what God wants you to do is to go into the Word of God. That's the most basic way to know what God wants you to do. That's the that's that's the most basic yet the highest form of prophecies. That is the most basic yet the highest form of prophecies. Those of you who have come to church ah, and always or suffer with this calling, you, I see you, you, I see this, you, I see this, you, I see that you are going to get money. Then you are there. You today they didn't call you. Next week or suffer Paul comes. You, 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 you are still sitting in the corner. They didn't call you. Or suffer Leo comes. You, 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 they didn't call you. All the men of God come. They don't call you. And you are saying that maybe, maybe, maybe I'm out of God's plan. God, God, I'm not part of God's plan. No, this is the most basic word of prophecy, yet it is the highest form of prophecy for the believer. Amen. Have, have you not seen? Let me just answer this one. I start to be corrected. Forgive me, I start to be corrected. But have you not seen how that so many people have had so many prophetic words? So many, so many, not all people, because a lot of them are being manifested. Have you not seen how so many people have had so many prophetic words? Sometimes it's even conflicting. Sometimes I'll come and say, Also for Moses, <laughs> I see the Lord taking you to Ukraine. Amen. Then Osofo will see you next three three months. I say, Osofo, I see your ministry. It is blossoming. But God is taking you, no, not South Africa. <laughs> God is taking you to Somalia. <laughs> Then, then another another minister Anand comes and say, maybe after a year, Minister Anand comes, after a year you've gone, uh, you're not, Minister Anand comes and says, also, you are a true evangelist. God wants you to remain on this land. Here, he will build a mega church with you. I mean, have you not seen how sometimes prophecies can be conflicting? Sometimes they can be conflicting. I mean, it's not because prophecies are not sure ways. But it's also because that prophecies are conveyed by the Spirit, but through men, who also have their own personal limitations. Do you understand? I mean, they also have their own personal limitations. They also have... And besides that, when, when prophecy has come to a man, it is for the man to, war, to begin to war with that prophecy. Right? So you see, you, uh, you, have, you, you, you've written all your prophecies, and when you count them, they are 51. They are waiting for it to reach 60. Then you, you confirm that, no, God has not called me. So you are 51. Yet, not even, not even one. And you know, if, if sometimes it's even come through, but you, the way you, the way they told you, and you, you perceived it, when they said, you, I see money coming to your hand. Then you're, amen, also then you're beginning to think that, hey, me, I'll be the richest man in the whole world. 
So God begins to bless you with 5,000 Ghana cities. You, you, you don't even think that is God. You think that is your own because you pictured the prophecy in a, in a different way. Maybe that is, that is even, if, if you're able to catch that and be grateful for that, that will open up bigger doors for you, right? But I just want us to, to believe, to, to understand this, that fine, it is good to receive words of prophecy, but there is no prophecy I stand to be corrected. I mean, because I'm not a prophet. Well, maybe I'm a prophet, but I've not started manifesting in, in, in my prophetic gift. And I've not called anyone to say, I see this, right? I don't know yet. But I stand to be corrected. But there's no word of prophecy, I think, I think, and I believe, that is higher than the word of God. Amen. So, what has God asked you to do? I mean, when you, when you listen to what the Spirit of God was saying to you, and you, and you, you compared it, or you, or you laid it side by side, the Word of God, is it, is it what you are doing? Is it the same thing that you are doing? Is it the same thing that you are doing for God? Is that the service you are rendering for God? Bible says that when Jesus Christ gave them the Word and they obeyed, they listened to what Jesus Christ did. This was their result. Now, Bible says that they, they caught a lot of fish or fishes, multitude of them, yet their nets did not break. Why should why should the Bible even emphasize that their nets did not break? And why so if they catch a lot, just say they caught multitude of fishes, maybe hundred and fifty three of them, which which was said hundred and fifty something. But just say that and, and continue. Why should you even say that? Yet their net was not broken. Let's retrace our steps back. In Luke chapter five, you remember what we read? Luke chapter five from verse one downwards. Bible says that Jesus Christ had come to the sea. He was pressed by the people. The people had followed him. He was preaching it. He preached to the people and they had pressed him. The people were following him until he got to the seashore. Then he saw two boats and decided that he was going to go on to one. And the one he went on to, thanks be to God, was for Simon. And Bible says that he called, he beckoned on Simon to, to just sail it a little off the, the shore. And he stood there and preached the word of God. And after he had preached the word of God, he called Simon and said that, throw your nets into... First he said that, no, first he said to them, let us go into the deep and cast your nets. Then Peter said, Master, we have fished all night and caught nothing. Yet at your word, I will cast my nets, right? Bible says, Peter did it. And they caught a multitude of fish. Then the Bible says that they caught so much that their net broke. They caught so much that their net broke. Now listen, at this time, the disciples had not walked with Jesus. They had, they had just met Jesus. They didn't have capacity. They didn't have the capacity. Amen. They didn't have capacity. Now after they had walked with Jesus, throughout his three years of of you, how long have you worked with Jesus? <laughs> Some of us were born into Christian home. When they gave birth to us and they started praying for us. <laughs> how long have you worked with Jesus? Bible says when they worked with Jesus for three years. Now at the word of Jesus Christ, they caught uh, fishes. They caught a multitude. Yet their net was not broken. Now they had built capacity. They had built capacity from walking with Jesus. Don't think about, don't just think about my uh, physical nets. 
I am talking about capacity in the things of God. Capacity in being able to handle the people that that God has given to you. Capacity to be to be able to, to, to handle the ministry that has been given to you. Capacity to be the singer at international levels, winning souls for God. Capacity to be that, that man of God or that evangelist preaching to a multitude of people. Why? Because they worked with Jesus. Please, I'm talking about an acceptable motive of worship or of service. But I also want you to understand that we need to daily work with Jesus. Let us drop Peter. Bible says when Peter caught fish, the first in Luke chapter five, the same thing he did here. He said that when they had drawn the net to their shore, he forsook the fish, he forsook the net, and followed Jesus. He forsook everything and followed Jesus. The same thing happened here. This is not the same instance as the first instance. There were two different instances where Jesus Christ made the disciples catch fish. This was after Jesus Christ had resurrected, and you and you could tell from the reading. The first instance was before he met the disciples. They had worked with Jesus. They built capacity. It doesn't matter who you are. Hey, Peter, if you read the accounts of Peter, Peter was nobody. Peter was not a learned man. James and John. If Peter was not learned, then James and John did. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. I like the fact that you've come to sit for it. When you receive the grace. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter who you are. What you need is a walk with Jesus. The same things you see God do with other people that you admire, just walk closely with Jesus. Do you hear me? My Newtown brothers and sisters. The same thing you see God do with people and you want to do. You don't run after the people. You leave them and walk with Jesus. And watch how he will build capacity for you. Amen. 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 Let's go to verse 7. Okay, so let's go to verse 8. Alright, so let's go. So the Bible says that as soon as these people came, they saw a co- they saw coals of fire. Alright, before I, before I even come to this. Now let me let me do let me say another thing, alright, in, in relation to the first instance that Jesus Christ call the disciples and then this instance when you read the bible it says that in luke chapter 5 it says that when jesus christ got onto the onto the ship and called simon peter he said to simon peter let us go to the deep and cast your net right that's what jesus that was the instruction that jesus christ gave to him now when you read this account jesus christ never mentioned the fact that they needed to go to the deep. He just said, cast your net to the right hand. Bible says Jesus Christ was standing at the shore and was speaking to them from the shore. So it tells you how close they were to the shore. And even when you read further, it tells you that for they, were, they were close, they were not afar off from the shore. When you read, when you go to somewhere around 11, 10, 11, 12, right? So it tells you how close they were to the shore. Why didn't Jesus Christ tell them to go deep at this time around? It's all about capacity. It's all about capacity. I mean, in the first instance, they are not worked with Jesus Christ. It will be it will be insane to tell someone a new a new command to school. I mean, my first day in school, and then you tell me that uh, pi r square minus well, 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 do dy dx over. <laughs> you understand? 
So it was their first time. They needed something practical. Something that, that, that was practical to them. Jesus Christ knew that if I tell these people to cast down their nets here at the shore, they wouldn't have the faith to do that. They needed something practical. Something that they, they, can, they could handle. And that's how Jesus Christ, or that's how the Lord starts with a lot of us. Doing small things. Small meaningful things. Things that, that are meaningful to you. Small things. Give, give the two cities to, the, to this brother. He, ha- he needs food. Or give, give the 50 cities to this brother. Small things. Oh, share the word of God with this person sitting by you. When you go to school, speak the word of God to Ruth. Share the word of God to Ruth. What you hear the man of God preaching today. Or when you go home, just go and tell your brother. Pray for this, this, this brother. Pray for this. Small, meaningful things. But when they build capacity, I mean, you know, you don't catch multitude of fish at the shore. It is not possible. The only fish you see at the shore are the small, small, small ones that you can stand and be admiring them. If you've seen a dolphin at the shore, who was not, which was not dead, but was still alive and still, please raise your hands. But if you've seen some, or if you've seen a whale at Kolegon or shore, when I was here, yeah, I used to go to Kole Beach to go and see them. I did. I never saw any bonsu. <laughs> Amen. But when they had built capacity with Jesus Christ. Bible says that Jesus Christ just said to them, lay your nets to the right side and see what they, what they got. Amen. This is the result of walking with Jesus. This is the result of doing that which Jesus says we should do. Let's not just follow Ben or which one? Let's, let's not follow human beings. It is good to be followers. Fine. It is good to have a leader good but what relationship do you personally have with jesus christ your leader might be hearing from god and might be doing what god has asked him to do you might be a follower god wants you to be a follower but as a follower maybe god is not saying do the same thing that your leader is doing do you understand do you hear me it's good to follow but you need a a work with god james and john they were partners with Peter. You could tell from the reading that maybe Peter was like the boss. And they were partners with Peter. And when they when Jesus called them, they were not following Peter who was following Jesus. They were all following Jesus. Even Bible says that John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, it, it tells us that John had had or developed some sort of extraordinary relationship with Jesus Christ. In the, in the hierarchy, even though the Bible does not state hierarchies, but in the hierarchies of the disciples, from what we've heard or from what we've read, I mean, if Jesus Christ is not there, then we'll say maybe Peter will, Peter will come. Because, I mean, every, every Monday, the Monday that Jesus Christ gave, he gave to Peter. I mean, even though it was to the disciples, but it was first to Peter. So we would have said Peter was, was there. But John had developed an extraordinary relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus Christ or the Bible says that John, the disciple whom, no one, it was John himself who said, it was John who said, that I, John, the disciple whom Jesus Christ was loved. So you might be, you might be a follower in church. It does not mean that you dear wait, Sunday you dress up, you come and sit here in church and listen to the man of the man of God should go and tarry, he there should go to Achia Mountains. Or he should go to, why doesn't he have a wife? <laughs> or he doesn't have a life? He should go to and come and, and come and preach the word of God to you. See, though you be a follower, you can 
develop an extraordinary relationship with the Lord Jesus that your leader might not have even developed. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Amen. Amen. All the people that you see, all the mighty people that you see, they were once followers. Yet they developed some extraordinary relationship. Know Jesus for yourself. Walk with Jesus. Listen to what he says. Do what he says you should do. Hey, if you are a married couple, don't, don't follow your husband who is following Jesus. <laughs> it will shock you. <laughs> it will shock you. Don't just follow your husband who is following Jesus. It is good. The Bible says we should submit, we should submit ourselves to the, to the man. Right? As as what? As um, the church submits to, to Christ Jesus. Good. But it didn't say follow the man as you follow as you follow Jesus Christ. Right? Bible wants us, wife, husband, to have extraordinary relationship with Jesus Christ. Trust me, if you have extraordinary relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself as a wife, you will not struggle to submit yourself to your husband. If you have that relationship as a man, you will not struggle to love your wife. Trust me. I mean, well, may I have been married only for four months or five months. Four months. So it's a small one that I do. Trust me. I mean, I was telling someone, I was telling a group of people that the days that the thing is that I realize that I'm not really giving attention to the things of God. Eh? <laughs> those, are, those are the days that when my wife does something small, but then, then I'm going, hey, why? But the days that I don't, I don't struggle. I just sit down and I just sit down and think, but the same thing, <laughs> I'll now both deep inside me. And, but I don't struggle. You won't struggle with anything. With anything, anything, if you should have a close walk with Jesus Christ. Just like they didn't struggle to catch that multitude of fish. He said, You just said, cast your net to the right side. They just dropped the net. But these people, they had gone fishing all night. Too. They were going, they went, they went deep, 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 deep. They went, oh, they were struggling. Peter was even, Peter was tired. He took off the, 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 the coat. He, Maybe he took off his slippers. I mean, took off, he was not even minding. They went, uh, not even Ajay. Or not even Kwala. Uh, <laughs> but when Jesus Christ said, cast at the shore, close to the shore, just drop. <laughs> Some of you are laughing. <laughs> Amen. I want, uh, my, my message is for everyone, but most especially to you. To you, my people sitting at the back. Develop a close relationship with God. See, let me give you a simple thing to do. Don't ignore what your spirit bears witness that it is the spirit of God that is telling you. Sometimes small thoughts comes to your mind. Sometimes small comes to your mind. Maybe, maybe your friend says, maybe your friend uses a foul word against you, and you just want to retaliate, and then you hear a small voice that says that, stop. Tell you if you really, really want to get there, begin to acknowledge these small, small things that come to you. Maybe you are going somewhere, a voice speaks to you, and you are convicted that mm, this voice is that don't go. Begin, begin to begin to love and cherish obeying these things. Begin to love if you really desire to walk with God, 
It's not, it's not difficult to. It's not deep. you God, God knows our limitation as men. He's just waiting for that obedience. Just take one step at a time. Just take one step at a time. Just take a step at a time. I hope you hear me. Just take a step at a time. You hear a voice that tells you that you, if you can't pray one hour, you just pray ten minutes. Then you, your friend, your friend who comes in, Henry can and say, sorry, sorry, the football, the ball, maybe go play the ball, then, then you, then quickly you pick your boots and you are following Henry. Henry, forgive me for using you for example, but it's just an example. Please, listen to that, that inner voice. Obey it, no matter what, how simple the instruction may be, just obey it. And make a conscious effort that I am going to just set targets for yourself. I'm going to do this. Whatever the Lord says to me, I will do. Whatever the Spirit. If God begins to see your obedience, that small act of obedience, He will begin to entrust you with things that are even bigger than that. The next time you would see, you hear a voice telling you that, ah, pray for Ruth. You pray for Ruth, you're not knowing that Ruth has maybe a problem she's dealing with. You pray for her and immediately. That burden is taking off with. Then you see that, hey, little God is beginning to use me. Amen. That's how God wants us to walk with him. Even the gentleman that is sleeping at the back. Amen. Amen. God richly bless you. God bless you. God richly bless you. All the people from Tamanu Town and all those of us from, from our various places. Amen. God richly bless you. Amen. Amen. Shall we be on our feet? Amen. We want to pray to the Lord. The Lord, I want walk with you. Lord, I want to be obedient to your voice. I want to be obedient to your spirit. I want to be obedient to you. Lord, I want to be obedient to your spirit. I don't want to despise those instructions that come from your spirit. I don't want to despise the instructions that come from your spirit. Lord, I want to be obedient to you. Lord, I want to be obedient to you. That I may know you and walk with you, Lord. That I may know you and walk with you, Lord. That I may know you and walk with you, Lord. Lord, I want my, my motive for service to be right. I want my motive for service to be acceptable. I want my motive for service to be acceptable, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. When we walk with the Lord, He 
in the light of His Word. What a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust. And obey when we walk with the Lord in the light of His word. What a glory He stands on our way while we do His good will. He abides with us.
stretch your hands towards the man of God, Osofo Khaled. We want to say a word of prayer. We want to declare over his life that the Lord himself will bless him. The Lord himself will give him a testimony always. Even as he has availed himself to be used by the Spirit of God this morning. We want to pray that the Lord himself will bless everything that concerns him. The Lord himself will bless his family. The Lord himself will bless his home. The Lord himself will bless his work. The Lord himself will cause his ministry to rise even higher and higher. Begin to pray even for the man of God or for Caleb in the name of Jesus. Parabadoje vandara baba sihun dere be varaba kute baraba bashinton rababa baba basunte berebenda la basunte berebe papa yendo zatampa rebebe zantala barabe do shanta rababan rebedo zanta barebe rababa bashinto berebe rababa baba bashunte berebe in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus and so we are praying heavenly father we thank you so much of god for this morning we thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, even for an opportunity to hear your word, even by your minister, also for Caleb. Lord, we pray that you shall bless him. We pray that you shall expand his territories. We pray that you shall bless everything that concerns him at work, at home, in his family. Lord, may he be exceptional in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that your favor and your grace continue to rest upon his life and everyone connected to him. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 What is this, the man of God? God bless you. God bless you so much. That was a wonderful word. Amen. Yeah, I am I, I, waiting for them to upload it so we can get an opportunity to hear it over and over and over again. God bless you so much. He said a lot of things. One thing he kept repeating was, I'll walk with God. Hallelujah very very important it's what distinguishes you in this life amen so god bless you so much even as our theme for this year is still discipleship realize that that was one thing that marked the disciples they work with jesus they forsook every other thing just to follow jesus and they have a wonderful testament in heaven their names are there hallelujah amen god bless you so much amen when i want to take our offer cheese i want to take our offer cheese right now if you have a seed for the Lord when the month of March you have something to bring before the one this take off the tree right now. So you want to close your eyes wherever you are. I want to pray over the monies even before we, we take off it. I want to pray that the Lord Himself will bless these monies. I want to pray that the Lord Himself will sanctify these monies even to his use. I want to pray that the Lord Himself who grant unto every person seated here the testimony that comes with giving. Even if you don't have anything to give this morning, I want to pray that the Lord Himself will look at your heart and the Lord Himself will bless. Begin to pray over the offertory right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are praying. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for an opportunity you've given us even to give in your house that which you've already given unto us. Father Lord, we pray over these monies. We ask Lord that you shall bless it, you shall sanctify it even to your use. And I pray, Lord, that the testimony that comes with giving, may we all experience it as a family. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, have we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. And hallelujah. Amen. So I want to take our tree and love you so please minister song. You must take our monies. Amen.